0: The big story from the Straits Times on Muddy FM 89.3.
1: How dangerous is Delta Plus? The new COVID-19 variant spreads to Singapore. If you're watching The Big Story, I'm Olivia Quay. You can subscribe to the Straits Times channel so you never miss a single episode. Countries are on alert for it. The World Health Organization is tracking it. And now Singapore has detected its first case of the Delta Plus COVID-19 variant. Well, here's what we know so far. According to the Health Ministry, the case was imported and there's no evidence of it spreading to the community. In terms of transmissibility and severity of illness, Delta Plus is expected to be similar to other Delta sub-variants. And for now, it's listed by WHO as a variant of interest not a variant of concern. Well let's find out more about Delta Plus from infectious diseases physician Dr Leong Nam from the Rofi Clinic. Welcome back to the show doc. So can you explain first of all why Delta Plus is expected to be similar to other Delta subvariants in transmissibility and severity of illness?
0: Delta Plus is not really very new. We had it for the last few months in the first half of this year. It was already there. And of course, it came out uh, when Delta was actually ravaging the whole world. Now, Delta Plus has a slight edge over the Delta strain, which we have. It is a bit more transmissible. And the early study suggests it's about 10% more transmissible. And that's because there mutation mutations in the spike protein that allows it to enter the cells a little bit better. But in terms of the resistance to treatment, resistance to vaccines, the severity of illness is pretty much the same. So if you actually put it all on a level playing field now with the Delta and the Delta Plus, eventually the Delta Plus will take over because it's more transmissible. But the pace at which it happens will not be like the switch from the Alpha to Delta. It will be at a slower pace. And for that reason, we can thus see why WHO is calling a variant of interest. They are interested in it, but they are not very worried about it at the moment.
1: Right. So building on what you just said, what conditions does um, a variant have to have in order for WHO to, I guess, classify, reclassify it from uh, a variant of interest to a variant of concern?
0: We need to have a certain number of people that are infected with it, and ideally uh, over a few countries and many different areas. We also like to see that it is a lot more transmissible than just the ordinary strains which we have been having or experienced. We like to see uh, resistance to the existing treatment, the resistance to the existing vaccines, or the immunity which the previously infected individuals have. When you have this, a sudden shift, a sudden change, then it becomes a variant of concern. If there's not much change in transmissibility, there's no change in uh, resistance to treatment or resistance to vaccines, then it becomes any other ordinary strain and WHO wouldn't bother with it and it wouldn't even be called a variant of interest or concern. So in other words, whatever that's going to change status quo in the world would make it a variant of concern.
1: Okay, well, uh, Dr. Leong, let's change topics. MOH is uh, closely monitoring the unusual surge on Wednesday when Singapore's daily cases went over 5,000. What are the reasons for th- uh, for this increase, you think?
0: It is really puzzling, isn't it? From 3,000-odd mm. numbers to 5,000-odd numbers. And last night, we saw the numbers fall back to 3,000 again. There are a few possibilities. Number one, could it be a false positive? A laboratory issue, and hence many cases were wrongly labelled as a positive case. But I don't think so. If that were to happen, we should be able to clear that within 24 hours. The second possibility is that there are certain pockets of infection which the people or the government was not aware of. So you can imagine there's a group of 100 people uh, we've extended up to 1,000, one of which finally had a Test done for PCI was found to be positive, and all the rest of the friends and contacts started testing more and more and more, and you find out that there were actually many people that undiscovered. I call this pockets of infection that are widespread in Singapore. To me, that's the more likely reason. The third possibility is, of course, there's a lack in reporting between what was found until what was reported and eventually tabulated into the numbers and just be one of those days where the numbers blew up. Not that it was blowing up suddenly, but rather it's been building up gradually, but it all popped on Wednesday.
1: See Well, Dr. Leong, thank you so much for sharing those insights with us. That was Dr. Leong Ho Nam, an infectious diseases physician from the Rofi Clinic at Mount Elizabeth, Novena.